0: November 18th, 2021, where four lines from the top, the third word on the line, and the initial few lines are just a uh, a closing statement on the conversation, the discussion we had yesterday, and the conversation, the discussion was about a tree that's grown, a fruit tree, for argument's sake, and a trog tree, which has hanata, which has the initial maturity of the flowers falling off and the readiness for fruits to come in, in one year, and then the following year you have what's called the likita, the picking, what's the status of such a tree in terms of its fruits? For argument's sake, it's gone from two, year two into year three in the Shemitah cycle, and there would be a very di- big difference. In year two, your second maaser would be a ma'asir Sheni, would be something that you would enjoy in Yerushalayim together with your family. In year three, that ma'asir is going to the poor people, it's maaser. In such a circumstance, from all of the produce on your fruit trees that you pulled off in year three, but the maturity was in year two for for, for all intents and purposes, what's the status? So we saw several opinions, several discussions and debates about that. We knew by vegetables it goes based on lekita, goes based on the picking. We do know the date is the 15th of Shabbat or the 1st of Shabbat. We don't know if the 15th or 1st of Shivat is the designation for when it's mature, when it's being picked. And we saw and discussed several opinions in the past few days. Says so the Gemara here, Itmar, <coughs> a statement in the Midrash, after the time of Mishnah and Beraitaf, in the time of the Emoraim. Rebiyo Hanan V'Resh Lakish, very important Emoraim whose names are household names, Armre tar- Tarvayu, both of them had the identical opinion, Etrog, fruit trees for all intents and purposes, not only etrog trees, but shichit, shenikneset la if it's year six going into year seven, even better than my example of two into three, le'onam shishit. The halakha is if the hanata was in year six, the produce is fully permitted. As a result, you'd need to take ma'asir. That runs counter to contrary to the, one of the opinions we saw yesterday. And furthermore, on the year of shemitah, you don't need to do what's called bi'ur. You don't need to destroy any of that produce that you have left over, because after all, it's the sixth year produce. You want to make sure people don't run into your yard and take it because they believe it's shemitah fruits, because it grew, or you're picking it only on year seven, but the halakha in such a circumstance. You'd need to take ma'asir because we're going based on hanata. Let's call it the maturity of the fruit. Kiata Ravin when Ravin came when he arrived when, back from Eretz Israel, Those those words in the Gemara. Amar He cited from Rabbi yohanan We have this. ravdimi, Ravin are individuals whom. The Gemara often will tell us when they came back from their study in Erez Yisrael, they reported in the name of Rabbi Yohanan. What did he report? Etrog It's a year six Hanata, year seven Lekita. Afilu, Rabbi Yohanan was very graphic. He was very uh, colorful in his description. Afilu kazayit kikar. Even if in year six, if you looked at that etrog on the tree, it was the size of a kazayit. It was just very small all. You're calling that a fruit that matured? Oh, come on. You're not going to pick that. You wouldn't use that. And then on year seven, it becomes the size of a kikar. It fills out. It gets the majority of its physical growth. In such a circumstance, of course, you're going to tell me we go based on likita, year seven? Absolutely not. Hayavin alea mishum tevil, which is another way of saying you'd need to give maaser. You'd need to give maaser. means we're de- basing it on year six, when the hanata took place. What is tevil? Just parenthetically, Tevel is the status of the fruit or vegetables prior to taking tirumot and ma'asrot. That's what we call it. The word tevel, tavul, is something that's mixed up. So as a result, when you look at this, it has a mixed up status. It still hasn't been cleansed of its tirumot and ma'asrot obligations. You won't be able to enjoy that produce. That, of course, is contrary to year seven. On year seven, there's no hiyuv tirumah and ma'asir because it's not your produce. If it's year six, going into year seven, says Rabbi Yohanan, even though it looked very small, it was very small in the physical way on year 6 we need to look at it with our, I usually say, halachic lenses. I'll say over here, my agricultural lenses. You need to see the potential inherent in this tree. You need to realize that the water is already soaked in, that it's ready to burst forth. And as a result, the true growth, but I don't see that growth. You can't see potential, but you can imagine potential is there within the tree already from year six. And as a result, the status is year six. It's hayav b'ma'aseh, says Rabbi Yohanan. Onward in the Gemara, Biraitat talura banan more than just budding, flowering? It went past yeah, just no. the budding. That's right. That's so you're already knowing that the is the That's right. The In other words, first and foremost, he's establishing the halakha. You could have imagined, and we saw different opinions, that both the budding and the picking needs to occur in the same year, or alternatively, contrary to what we've been accepting, it goes based on picking when you come to an Etrog tree, the opinion we saw in the Mishnah that was cited, the Braytah cited on Daf dafiyodal Daf, and So it's more than anything for that. You're saying, I think, his example could have been even better. Rabbi Yochanan says, even if it was the size of a kazait on year 6, and on year 7, it's the size of a kikar, it grew even, he could have gone even further than that. He could have said, even though you saw no fruit on year 6, all you saw was a fallen flower. And on year seven, it's the full size. you yeah, mind mine in such a circumstance. Of course, I go based on year seven. All right, I guess his, his, uh, his graphic analysis was, was, was in one way, it, it does portray the growth of the fruit. In other words, yeah, there was nothing, okay, but there was potential when I look at her and say, but that's not a fruit. I have a tendency. In other words, he could have been even better with mentioning budding. Po- point taken that's right, that's what Nathan's asking why give the example of kazai for example and then it becomes a full size on the seventh year I'm not certain again, I was very excited about his description both of you were pointing out and it could have been even better because you looked at the tree which is really the way I described it there's nothing on it but you have to see the potential, and that's the status of it. All right, you know, he, uh, he gave us his example. Effectively the same thing. What's that? Seven and eight, and, uh, and, and so forth. Yes, oh, seven and eight, because you're talking about Shemitah. Yes, that is the general assumption. Keep in mind, we have seen some arguments about it being different, but generally speaking, we're assuming that when it comes to fruit trees, we're going to go based on hanata, both for Ma'aser and for Shemitah. Says the Gemara, onward, we'll briefly return to such a discussion. Here, Tanur banan Aberaita Ilan Shehantu Perotav Kodem Tetva Bishvat. A tree which the Hanata, I like the word budding, it's the right word. The budding took place prior to the 15th of Shivat. and so we know exactly the halacha on this. Well, we know there's a debate, but we were aware that throughout we were going based on the budding, and we just had a few statements from Biohanan Reshlakish <laughs> Lakish, Avra. The status of that tree, of those fruits more specifically, is for the previous year. Year six, if that was the year beforehand. Year two, if that was the year beforehand. And all the halachot will follow accordingly. <laughs> if the budding takes place after the 15th of Shivat, which is its Rosh Hashanah, <laughs> Okay, well, those are the statements, the, those are the statements we've been expecting, we've seen, we've assumed, we've seen debates about, but we're very comfortable with those. Here's the follow-up statement. The statement of Rabbi Nehamyah is as he qualifies, When is it that this law is so simple? Not always so simple that you go just based on the budding and the 15th of Shevat, Hanata and Tetvav Bishvat, as I cut off. Not always. That's specifically Be'ilan, She'oseh, Shete Berechot, Bishana. It's specifically on trees that have two sprouting, two growth periods each year. Rashi gives the example of a te'ena tree, a fig tree. Apparently, fig trees have two times a year, a fruit tree, in which you can pick off the uh, figs. We saw something similar with regards, and Rashi cites this as well in Yot Bet by Kotniyot, if you recall, the long list of rice and so forth, the Gemara said they're na'asim, what was the word? Uh, the, Perachim, perachim, wasn't that? You're you crumble them slowly, and as a result you envision their season as expanding a long way. Now, his statement in turn, Rabinah Hamya says, listen, this cut off, his, his argument of going based on budding, is to simplify matters. When we're dealing with fruit trees, we're dealing with uh, hayuv midrabanan, rabbinically speaking. If they, says Rabinah Hamya, contrary to everything we've been discussing until now, here's his vision. Technically Speaking when it comes to fruit trees, they too should go based on picking. It's the easiest way to determine things and it makes the most sense that's when you're ready to eat it it's what many people in the initial stages when we still had the audacity to ask these questions on a realm that you know seems to defy our understanding so we kept asking appropriately so why don't we just go based on picking on everything picking is when it's a final product is it not Go oh, based on picking what's with the Hanata so our answers would be Nehemiah absolutely even on fruit trees we would and generally speaking we'll go based on the picking the rabbis gave this Hanata business, the budding, in the complicated circumstances. In circumstances where you're going to have two budding seasons each year. And as a result, it's going to get confusing. There's going to be one before Tetvah Bishvat and others after Tetvah Bishvat. And, uh, excuse me, two picking seasons every single year. In that circumstance, they said listen, both of the buddings will take place before Tetvav Bishvat. It simplifies matters, and everything will be based on the previous year of Tetvav Bishvat. So again, his words are, are important to understand in our context. It's a rabbinic innovation to make matters more simple. When is it that the rabbi said we go based on Hanata and not on Likita in the context of Perot In a circumstance where the tree has two uh, sprouting seasons in a single year, it would get confusing. We go based on Now, parenthetically, parentheses, ask the Gemara, your wording in Rabbin Hamia is very funny. I've been describing these words, Berechot, as these growth seasons. The word Berecha, as Rashi explains, is usually reserved for uh, the growth or the budding seasons of, of, of birds. Derecha literally means a pool, apparently. Do we say that in English? A pool of birds. So you have the first pool of birds, and the second pool of birds, and so forth. Oh, we say flocks of birds, don't we? Whatever. Anyway, that's berecha. It's just the wrong word in the uh, tree uh, zone. You wouldn't use that word. You would use a, a different word. Sometimes the Gemara just has a uh, a classification issue. We just don't like that you use the word berechah. so Do you really mean to say berechot? We're not talking about birds. Stop using the word that's appropriate for birds. Ela ema ke'en shete berechot. All in parentheses. Rather, I meant, or Bina meant to say, similar to the two pools of Birds, he's just talking about trees. Apparently, they didn't have a word for the two budding or growth seasons or birthing seasons of trees. Okay, fair enough. Says the Gemara onward, or says Rabbi Hamia onward. Aval ilan, if you're dealing with a tree, an etrog tree, a rimon tree, and so forth, all the standard trees that we're familiar with, it makes a single growth season and you might pick it at different times, uh, cross out etrog, because etrog has all its complications but a fruit tree, which has a single growth season, and you're picking might be at kugon for example, dekalim dekalim are palm trees, so we're dealing with dates zetim, zetim is a difficult one, as Tosafot points out because in our context it doesn't match, zetim we saw in Dafyot Beit really goes based on bringing a third, shelish, that's right so Tosafot, you know, doesn't exit out but it's just an example more than any Think of the type of fruit trees which have a single growth. They don't have two seasons. Haruvin are caribs. So in those circumstances where the tree has one growth season, Afal perotehen kodem bishvat. Rabbi Nehemiah's final statement on this matter is, I'm running counter to what you've been assuming until now. Forget about your etrog conversation, all important conflicts and discussions and contradiction. All etrog business, because etrog is unique. It's different. When you're dealing with regular fruit trees, we go based on based on picking what are you going to do with the beraita that we go based on hanata that's the strange cases, the cases like a tree which has a te'enat tree which has two seasons. In a regular circumstance, mitasirin the shana ba'ah, you're going to, in such a circumstance, determine even though the Hanata, the budding, was before the fifteenth. We don't go based on potential potential lenses. We don't go based on what we see as the as, as the future growth in this tree. We go based on when was it picked? Was it picked before or after tevafavishvah? not necessarily keep in mind the words of this beraitah purposefully does not mention etrog it's okay. for that reason I, 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 I exed etrog I made a mistake in mentioning etrog because etrog keep in mind is our beraitah it's more complicated because etrog well, uncertain it's a vegetable there's oh. three categories etrog the There's there there are more than three. Keep in so mind, because then you, have, then you have then you have what's called the tivuah zetim and anavim, which goes based on havat That's the pasuk in the Torah which we searched for a source. Those are the chiyuv min Torah. Then you have fruits and two types of fruits. Then you have vegetables. Then you have kotniot, which might have a separate status in that context. Then you have etrog, and within etrog you have different opinions. And within I mean the really right. this, this this is not a simple Domain. Says the Gemara onward, I'm not a Biohan. I mean, you can only imagine, at least I could only imagine, in today's day and age. I mean, maybe I'm I'm, uh, underestimating, but I'm not certain that farmers are exactly the scholars that we're envisioning. Can you imagine? You know, they're working their field and they have to deal with such laws with all the complications and determinations and whatever. All right, I guess we had higher hopes for our nation that our farmers would be scholars and have the ability, or, or at the very least, our rabbis would be a little bit more clear in the yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. So it's, that's right. So it's harder for us, anyway. Okay. Well, so it goes. I mean, it, it does. There is. I, I will just mention as as we finish this journey, there is a uh, there is there is a positive light to all of these complications, and that is imagine and envision again that our life in Eretz Yisrael was supposed to be and was for a long time an agricultural life. The fact that there was so much discussion and debate about how to take ma'asir, how to take terumah, how to deal with that growth. Touches on a very important point. I'll take uh, two minutes to discuss it very briefly. It's the following: that when it comes to the Torah, if you pay attention in Sefer Bereshit, working the ground seems to be negative throughout. Nobody's interested in us working the ground. We sin, Adam Harishon, with the ground initially. Cain is the groundworker, the agriculturalist, in contrast to Hevel, who's the herder. The herder seems to be okay. The groundworker is the one who kills others. Uh, as you progress, it becomes the good guys being the herders, the Avraham, the Yaakov, the children of Yaakov, and the bad guys, the Egyptians, the people of Sodom, love their fertile ground and work their ground. What's that contrast in its most basic sense? What's Sefi Bereshit, in my opinion, screaming at us, causing us to realize there's a difference in a vantage point in terms of my self-success? Right, if I work the ground and I built an irrigation system and I have a river which runs next to it which I envision and being a constant I get lost in myself, I get lost in the Adam of Adama I find my own success and begin to say, as Moshe warns the people before entering Eretz Kenan I am self-sufficient it's not a dependency upon another God had no involvement potentially, you lead yourself into such a rabbit hole. Alternatively, when you're running after your, your flock, it might be, it will be, that the flock, that the cattle have very small brains, but ultimately speaking they have another brain and causes you to have that vulnerable feeling of running after another, of thinking about another, of ha- empathizing and sympathizing and dealing with the reality outside of yourself. It causes you, hopefully, to a relationship with God, to an appropriate state of vulnerability, realizing that I'm not self-sufficient and rather dependent. Well, that all being the case, what have we been doing the last three, four dapim? We're talking about the ground. Yaharam takes the away from the ground. But it's not us, it's not the rabbis, it's the Torah. And Sefer Devarim, Moshe turns to the people and he tells them, in Parashat and again, he tells them, you're entering into Eretz Canaan, you should know it's not like Eretz Mitzrayim. It's not, parentheses, even like the land of your forefathers. What do you mean? It's going to be a land of ground land of ground, and you're going to work the ground. we are going to work the ground, Moshe, what's, what's happening over here? But then, if you have a sensitive eye, he explains it to them. He says, you're going to find potential inherent even in ground, because even in ground, even in those difficult domains, even when you built yourself a business that is, is, that is generating without much effort any longer, millions of dollars every minute, let's say, and as a result, you can lose yourself, you can lose your perspective and believe, the challenges, even Instead of running from that situation It's about finding the connectedness Realizing God's involvement Even in the success That's your potential How are we going to do that? Can you build a system for us? Certainly Here's the system When the growth comes up in the ground Pay attention to it Take Maaseh from it And teruma, And have a year of Shemitah And Bikurim And so forth What and, I Peah uh, And the laws of demai And of tevil. I want you to look at the ground And see it not as Sin City but rather as potential city at every single stage, at every single juncture of the growth. I want you to be intent and and attentive to the details of what's taking place, but not seeing your own personal growth only in it seeing the potential to sanctify it, to raise that. It's the potential we all have in our lives, living in a world, an involvement with a world which seems barren of kedushah, empty of sanctity, of connectedness to Torah, finding the connection there. All these laws then take on a new light, a potential to then say that I'm engaging in the field the sin city of the field, but I'm fulfilling mitzvot by doing so. And not only am I fulfilling mitzvot, I'm forced to pay attention to every growth and see a mitzvah in it. That's a whole nother level. It's why that's, it's tied to the land? What do you mean why is it tied why to the land? Why not even it? I hear what you're saying. Yeah, again, the general insane. picture is that the... The, the destination is Eretz Yisrael. And the place where you can rise to the challenge is Eretz Yisrael. When you're outside of Eretz Yisrael, we're a little bit more, we want you to be, so to speak, a herdsman because you're less, you're, you're further from, quote, the natural presence. Further from the natural presence, it's more prone to danger, to the Adam lifestyle, to the outside of Eretz Canaan lifestyle, to the Mitzrayim lifestyle. That's, that's how I understand it. Do be mindful and realize, just parenthetically, last parenthetic point, that there was an individual in our Torah, his name was Yitzhak Avinu. I left him out of our list on purpose. He, he, did have, he did have flock, he was at some point a herdsman, but the Torah tells us in Parashat Toledot that he works the ground. Is, uh, he finds in the land, Ma'asha'rim. You know, it's the forebearer of that place in Jerusalem. His mayasharim is a hundredfold project, he's doing very well, but he's working the ground. But yet say it's he works in the fields. It is his affinity, I believe, for Esav. because he's an Ish Sadeh how can that be? I told you all the bad guys Sadiq said that. You let me remind you as well Yitzhak is the one who never leaves Eretz Kenan, who's not allowed to leave Eretz Kenan he's the one, contrary to the Avraham and Yaakov, who so to speak is forced into or believes himself in a circumstance of rising above, let's call it the clutch, the crutch rather, of being a herdsman I live outside, of. I live only in Eretz Kenan and as a result I only stand for, it's what we always call him Dean, I'm letter of the law, I'm not going to be I'm not going to build myself a circumstance which forces me to find God. I'm going to find God even within those challenges. All right. Anyway, that being the case, says the Gemara, So as Rabbi Ochanan, you should know when it comes to carib trees, fruit trees, the nation, the people, follow the opinion of Rabbi Nehemiah. Again, who was Rabbi Nehemiah? Rabbi Nehemiah is the opinion who said that as long as it has one growth season, carob trees included, you go based on picking, not based on Hanata. Rabbi Nehemiah is the minority opinion. The Baratah told us the Hachamim go based on Hanata under all circumstances. It says the Gemara, la-kish Rabbi, Rabbi Nehemiah turns to Rabbi Nechemyah and says, what are you talking about? Benot Suach, the Mishnah says in Masechet Shevi'it, that when I'm dealing with Benot Suach, maybe it is. It's a, what are benot shuach specifically Rashi explains from the Gemara and Avodah te'ene it's figs uh, which are um, white white figs whatever they're, they're fruits shivi'it shelahen we count their seventh year based on sheni'ah shanim in a circumstance where these items were planted you need to wait you need to you're going the, the growth of this tree of these white fig tree on the second year of the shemitah process, anything that grows on that second year has kedushat chivirit. What do you mean it has kedushat chavirit? It grew on the seventh second year, not on the seventh year. The assumption is that since it takes three years for them to grow. Well, as a result, their status on year one, year two is not a full growth, like it it's on the see, third yeah. year. A drog again comes in fully initially, it can then just continue to grow. Just Over here, growth. it only actually fully grows on the third year, which means to say you're only pu- pu- uh, pulling it, you're picking it on the third year. Let me ask you for a second, if you pull it on the third year, according to our standard opinion, but it really grew on year seven, what's the status? Year seven. According to Rabina Nehemiah, you pulled it on the second year, it should be permitted. It doesn't have the status of Shemitah because you pulled it on the second year and it goes based on the second year. This Mishnah makes clear that the opinion of the Chachamim, the mainstream opinion, is we go based on the budding. It's exactly what we were expecting. Rish Lakish turns to Rabbi Ochanan and says, what are you talking about? The minhag is to go like Rabbi Nehemiah? It's against the majority opinion. Ishtik. Rabbi Ochanan is quiet. He doesn't, it appears as if he doesn't have a response to Rish Lakish. You're right, one second. It appear, we're supposed to be thinking like this. Rabbi Ochanan says, everybody, when it comes to carob trees, follow the opinion of Rabbi Hamyani. And he's smiling and he's proud of that. And I just like, he says, what are you talking about? Don't you know it's Mefurash and the Mishnah against Rabbi Hamyani? You are not supposed so to go based on the picking, even when there's a single growth. Even when it all comes in at the same time, we go based on Hanata. Am I this Rabbi Abba turns to, I don't know, his brother or his brother in Keunar, Rabbi Ose, and he says to him, why was Rabbi Ochanan quiet? Rabbi Ochanan didn't have a response? <laughs> really? <laughs> he should have responded to Resh Lakish. He should have responded I, he should have said, I was talking about the opinion of Rabbi Yohanan, of Rabbi Why are you talking about the I come into the classroom for example, I say, gentlemen, I want to teach you the opinion of Rabbi Moshe Fine. And someone raises their hand and says, I have a great question on you, Rabbi. Haham Vadya Yosef says differently. I put my head down and I slump over. What, what, Why do you slump over? What? You're Just answer him. I was teaching the Tishba from above, Moshe Feinstein. You're talking about Rabbi Hamvadi Yosef. Fantastic. That's not a question on me that I didn't mention that opinion. I was talking, so says that it says the Rabbi Abba HaKohen, I don't understand why was Rabbi Ochanan quiet? He said the nation goes based on Rabbi Yohanan, answers the Gemara Mishum Da'amar, Le Shabak, Darabbanan, ki Rabbi Yohanan, because Reish Lakish would have responded to Rabbi Ochanan as you mind to me in that circumstance and say you're going based on Moshe Feinstein, not on Hamvadi Yosef. In other words, I need to explain to you why am I going based on him and not based on the Sephardic opinion for example so in other words the fact over here that we're dealing with the B'nei Lakish's question more refined is not I understand you're talking about a B'nei I'm not challenging you that there is another opinion I'm challenging you on why you're going with the ma- minority opinion why not the majority opinion that of hachamim velema why should, why couldn't Rabbi yohanan then have answered this is all theoretical again Resh Lakish asked the question Rabbi yohanan should have responded instead he was quiet could have and should have answered I was just telling you what the minhag is and you're screaming at me oh but there's an isur, there's an isur. I was just reflecting what the people are doing the people follow Rabbi Na why is he quiet? he could have should have responded that way but Resh Lakish would have then responded to him had Rabbi Ochanan opened up his mouth and said that there's a minhag against he's just letting them do so that's what Resh Lakish would have said to Rabbi Ochanan and it's a appropriate response. It's true, minhag oftentimes will, as Maris has reminded us, be kovea halacha, it'll determine halacha. That's only if the minhag has strong grounding. If I can counter the grounding and say it's a faulty grounding, in other words, the majority opinion is otherwise. Not that we have equal footing and you claim A and I say the minhag is B so we can follow B because B has good sourcing. But over here it doesn't have good sourcing. It's, an, it's a minority opinion. That's why the was quiet. Rosh Lakish has a great question. Rosh Lakish says to minhaq, you minhag, you Minhag, and you're okay with that? Why should you be okay with that? Change the minhag. Now, do we always change the minhag just based on our understanding, just on the rabbis' on saying No. But if we're certain that there was a mistake, you have to root it out. Barabi still could have answered him. This is this is quite the, quite the response. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan should have been undeterred. He should have been undisturbed. He shouldn't have been disturbed by Resh Lakish. He could have and should have responded to Resh Lakish. My good buddy, my brother-in-law, I have something to tell you. You're asking me a question from the Halakha of... Shemitah, you quoted me, a Mishnah by masechet, in Masechet Shavit by Shemitah. Shemitah is a mitzvah, is a hova from the Torah. When it comes to the Hovah from the Torah, the Mishnah indeed says, when I'm dealing with fruit trees, I go based on budding. I was not talking about Shemitah. Nobody ever disputed that and you know something, the people out there in the fields, when it comes to Shemitah here, they go based on Hanata. Was talking about. Ma'asir. Ma'asir on fruits is only midrah The rabbis, according to Rabbi Hamya, whom Rabbi Yohanan was proudly supporting and explaining to the people, said, Let's make it easier for the people. When it comes to our issue, when it comes to Ma'asir Perot, which is only midrah we allowed them to go based on lekita, based on the picking. That's it. Nahaguaham. Kirbin Hamya Beharuvin was a statement in the context of rabbinic issues. So you got, got me a question in a simple. Situation very different. Yours is a nisur from the Torah Shimita. You're right over there. We don't follow. I was only talking about Nahaguah, I meant in the Dirabanan realm in Ma'aser, Ela rather says the Gemara. Amara be Kohen Timihani leteshuba zo says the Gemara rather. Rabbi Abba says, You know something? I wonder whether Rabbi Ohanan actually responded. He couldn't have kept quiet. How could he have Quiet, it's such a simple. He lobbed one at him. Resh, like he says this question. Rabbi Hanan should have slammed it out of the What are you talking about? What type of question? Instead, our tradition is he was quiet, says the Gemara. Im heshiva, ha otava. One second, Rabbi Abba. You're uncertain whether he responded. We watched it happen. I saw the rabbi up there. I saw his brother in law come to him ask him the question. I saw Rabbi Hanan slump his head down and keep quiet. What are you talking about? He didn't respond. He may have responded. He didn't respond. He should have responded. That's a question. I don't know why. Rather, what Rabbi Abba is saying, I wonder if Im Rabbi Im I wonder whether the silence of Rabbi Ohanan is because he accepted the question and didn't have an answer, or whether he accepted it and said, this doesn't bother me at all. Lo ikhpat says Rashi. In other words, Rabbi Yochanan could have and should have answered Rashi Lakish wasn't even worth the circumstance. It reminds me of when I was in high school, in ninth grade, so I went on a Shabbaton with a different Rashi Yeshiva, and I walked up to one of the rabbis, and I asked him a question on one of his books, and I thought I had a great question, and he responded to me, great question, I don't know. That was a fantastic moment in my life. I stumped the Rosh Hashiva. I got a little bit older and I was able to, I was privy to this rabbi's classes on many occasions. Anytime people asked him questions which were insignificant and didn't matter and he didn't want to get into that, he would just say them, I don't know. Well, I looked back at my experience. I said, he just didn't care about me. I wrote in my book at the time, I asked him this question he didn't answer me. I was all excited about it. I erased it when I got a little bit older. But that's the circumstance over here, says the Gemara in the final line. Rabbi Yochanan has this statement. Rash Lakish has the question, ishtiq. Not even worth my answering. Okay, you got a question. All right, very nice question. He could have and should have answered. He's not changing the minah. He's not going out now and say, "Wait a second, my brother-in-law explained to me we shouldn't be following Rabbi Nachman." No, no, no. We're following Rabbi on De We never did and never will follow him on Shemitah De Oraita. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.